Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we are working every day to remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. Have you ever heard the saying that time heals all wounds? This is something that's been on my mind quite a bit lately, actually. And well, some of it also comes from this book that my wife and I are reading, where someone shares about their incredible story of finding joy in her suffering and her family suffering. And it's been incredible. It's been on my mind and I'm almost shocked at just how prevalent this sentiment still is today. That if you just give things enough time, all of your wounds will heal. Whenever we talk about this, typically we're talking about the invisible wounds within us. We're not talking about some kind of scrape or, say, physical injury. We are talking about the invisible, non-physical wounds and injuries that we experience, that we incur here. And time does not heal them. I, I want to be clear on that, especially considering I, I mean, I did release a podcast on the importance of time and giving ourselves the time to address and process through what's going on here. Yet, if time does heal all wounds, then why am I almost 40 years old and I still have things from my childhood that are impacting me in such a negative way. Why have those not healed? Why has my wife's mental health through pretty much all of 2023 been so horrific as she has had stuff from her past coming up? And she's in her mid-30s. Why, why have those wounds not healed? The saying that time heals all wounds is a nice sentiment. It's a nice sentiment to say the least, yet it's only half of what's truly going on here. Time will heal all of our wounds if we do what's necessary in order to help them recover. The book that Libby and I have been reading is called The View from Rock Bottom by Stephanie Tate. And it was recommended to us as we have been working through some of the pain and the trauma that came up with our experiences in the Christian church recently. And one of the things that Stephanie talks about in this book is about her own struggles with several miscarriages, with undiagnosed Lyme disease for years, and the impact that had on her body, and just physical pain and anguish. And she gives an example this is actually coming from a chapter that we were reading last night. It was chapter six, I believe. But she gives this example of how 
if you had if you just had some hole in your leg and you're like, well, time's going to heal that. If you just left it like that, time wouldn't heal it. It would become gangrenous. So why do we think that our mental health and these traumas and emotions and experiences of our past are just going to heal with time if we don't address them? That's an example of how time can heal our wounds is if we give it the time and do what is truly necessary in order for these wounds to heal. If you had a disastrous breakup with a romantic partner, you're going to want to do some processing before you get immediately into another relationship. What went wrong? What did I do to contribute to that? What were my expectations that I was putting on this other person? And maybe what was the what were the expectations this person was putting on me? How was that unhealthy? We want to identify how these things were unhealthy in order for us to do some necessary work so we're not bringing the same garbage into another relationship. We want to address and give appropriate space and attention to what is truly going on beneath the surface and then give it the time that it needs in order to heal. While there isn't a specific timeline, one of the examples that I can think of, again, depending on the source, is if you go through a divorce. Some people say that you want to wait two years to be able to process what was going on in the relationship before you actually start dating again because you're going to bring baggage from the first marriage into this dating relationship and that's something that's typically not healthy. At my last church, they had a small group it was divorce care. I, I think that was the name of it. And one of the things that they said was like for every, for every three years you were married, then you wanted to give yourself a year of not dating and not being in a romantic relationship just to give yourself time to thoroughly detach and process what happened in the previous marriage. Again, the, the stats vary wildly depending on what, what source you're looking at. If we don't give ourselves the time and the space to fully process what we experienced as we're transitioning to another stage of life, then we're going to bring the same traumas, the same hangups, the same maladaptive coping mechanisms into this new stage of our life. And that's not gonna help. In fact, we saw what happened when it impacted the last stage of our life. It's going to do the exact same thing. So it's not just time. It's not just time that is going to heal these wounds within us, just like any kind of physical wound that we experience we also need to do the work. 
I have a friend who is a coach as well, a dear friend named Rick. And he was born with a physical disability. He had some undeveloped muscles in his leg, in his ankle, and he couldn't walk all that well. And he went and had some surgery done in order to improve that. And the surgery, while incredibly crucial to this process of getting him to effectively have just a normal gait while he walks, was only part of the work that needed to be done. They needed to reattach the tendons and the muscles and the nerves and everything, get them in their proper place. And then he has been doing physical therapy for months. And it has been a, it's been nothing short of an incredible journey for him as he is, gosh, I think the last thing that I saw, he was able to press like 250 pounds, maybe it's even 500 pounds with his legs. And this was considering he started at a significantly lower weight because his leg muscles needed to develop. They needed to learn what to do, considering there were some major changes in the structure of his legs. Has he been healing? Absolutely. His recovery has been phenomenal to see. The thing, though, is that he has been intentional about doing all of the physical therapy that needs to be done and all of the follow-ups and the checkups that come with it. And I'm certain there are days when he's like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm just tired. Can I please be done? And yet he still puts in the time and he still goes to his appointments. In my own life, I have been processing through some pretty difficult, negative, self-limiting beliefs that I have about myself. I shared about a new one on a previous podcast about this this self-limiting belief that I'm undeserving. And again, that's something that was a part of my childhood. Apparently, I've got several memories that I can link to that. And I'm almost 40 years old, so why didn't that heal? Because I didn't even know it was there. And I needed to give it the attention and talk about it and process it with my wife, with my friends, with my therapist. There are some very necessary changes that we need to make to ourselves, to our outlook on life, to our own routines and habits, and our own thought processes. That's what's going to take time. But time alone isn't going to be the only thing that gets us to the finish line. Oh, here's an analogy that's brewing in my mind, just based on what I said. You're not going to complete any kind of a leg race if you just have enough time, but you just stand. You just stay at the starting line. The finish line isn't going to make its way any closer to you. 
we need to move to the finish line. If you're one of those who has also believed that you just give yourself enough time and all of this is going to just go away on its own, it might go away, but it's more like sweeping it under the rug. It's still going to be there. And all we're going to need is a subtle reminder for this same hurt to come up. And when it comes up, we're going to behave in very predictable patterns. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's disconnecting. Maybe it's doubt. We are going to act in ways that if we look back and become curious about some of these things that we've done in the past, why we've made the decisions that we have, we're going to notice a pattern. These patterns, these habits, are oftentimes very childlike. My friend and mentor, Eddie Caparucci, wrote this book called Going Deeper. It's a book about overcoming unwanted sexual behavior in your life, and it is through the lens of within you, you have an inner child that will grab the steering wheel of your body, of your vehicle that you navigate the world with, it will grab the steering wheel in an attempt to regulate us when we are experiencing a trigger, when we are in a place that we don't want to be. And unfortunately, I, I know there are some stories out there, but most stories of a kid taking the wheel of a very powerful moving vehicle, things don't turn out all that well. And that's oftentimes how it happens with us. We will crash and burn. We will hurt those around us. We will hurt ourselves because we are just trying to do what we can in order to just feel better temporarily. And that's oftentimes what happens. We are acting like kids because these behaviors were developed when we were children. And if we haven't learned anything different in order to make things better, then we're going to do what's worked in the past. That's why I would turn to food, video games, and pornography in order to distract myself and make myself feel better whenever there was some emotion or experience in my life that I couldn't handle anymore. It was too overwhelming, so I'm going to distract myself with all of these things that will A, distract because they're great distractions, and B, they make me feel better. That's what I learned as a kid. We are driven to do things that make us feel better when we do not understand what is happening around or within us. And this is one of those times where I tell my clients all the time, it is important for us to be compassionate and curious with ourselves. We need to give ourselves a lot of time and space in order to figure out what's really going on here. When you have a self-limiting belief that is coming up that tells you that you can't do it or there's no point in even trying 
or this dream is just never going to happen or I'm never going to get that promotion that raises just too far gone. Whatever it happens to be, there's so many out there. I can't even fit even the smallest percentage in these examples. But take whatever the self-limiting belief is that's a part of your life and start to become curious about it. Why am I thinking this way? What comes up within you? What do you discover? What is it that is really causing these thought patterns and beliefs to arise? It might be a memory. It might be some experiences. It might be multiple things. Yet, give yourself the time to unravel and address what you are experiencing here and at the same time, do what you need to in order to recover from it. Maybe that is finding some kind of mental health specialist like a psychologist or a therapist in order to just have a place to talk about what's going on. Maybe there's something more that's going on beneath the surface. Like maybe it's something like depression or anxiety. There are things that can help you overcome these. Maybe it's some unhealthy friendships, or maybe it's even, oh, dare I say, it is an unhealthy family member or unhealthy family members that are causing this problem. You want to find these people who can help you process through these thoughts in these experiences and you want to find people who can help you develop plans and tools in order to make things easier to prevent yourself from falling down these same paths. The holidays are coming up. I've probably already said on the previous podcast how for a lot of people, especially the Christmas season, it's not the most wonderful time of the year. It is the most triggering time of the year. With the men that I work with, trying to help them overcome their unwanted sexual behavior, there was a stat that I heard a couple of years ago, and I think it still stands. Pornographic websites are visited more. They have the highest traffic the day after Thanksgiving. Here we are celebrating a day where we are just being thankful. We're just being thankful for family and friends. We're oftentimes visiting family, having these extravagant meals. And the day after, people are visiting adult websites in order to cope with the feelings that they experience during Thanksgiving. That is a disturbing statistic and anecdotal evidence about what happens if we don't address what's actually going on inside of us. If we don't address the hurts, if we don't address the problematic behaviors that others are exhibiting on us, 
having someone in your family who is critical about your weight or about your job or your relationship status. I'm sorry, that's none of their business. And yet most of the time these people are very comfortable to just tell us exactly what they think and what they feel about it because they know better. You're not doing well enough. Here, let me give you the answers to what's going on. And it becomes unsolicited advice. I don't know about you, but whenever I receive unsolicited advice, that is one of the fastest ways to get me to shut down. And I'm going to stop listening. I'm going to stop taking in anything that is being said to me. Because I don't need someone to become an expert in my life. I try really hard with this podcast to give diverse examples. I know I could give more diverse examples of what's actually taking place inside of maybe your mind, but I'm not you. The examples I have are mine and the people that I work with. When it comes to becoming the hero of our own story, I am not an expert. I'm learning this as I go. I'm trying to figure a lot of this out. And it's my hope that some of what I say is going to resonate with some people and help them along their own journeys. The biggest thing for me is making sure that I have the time that I need and the space to be able to process what's coming up inside of me, to give myself the time to cry, to give myself the time to grieve, to be able to express what I'm angry about, to be able to address what I'm truly afraid of. These are all important steps in our growth to becoming the heroes of our own stories. I feel like this podcast is kind of jumping all over the place. I'm not upset by it, and yet I feel if I continue on, I'm just going to go down a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> That's, that, yeah, that can be my tendency a lot of the time. So I just want to leave you with a reminder that time is not going to heal all of our wounds. You're not alone on this journey. If there is anything that I want to just send home to you is you are not alone. I'm right here with you. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I still have a long way to go on this journey of becoming the hero of my own story. We'll be back again next week with something new. And until next time, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.